Hey everybody, what's happening? It's Donovan uh, in the Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports Studios here. Uh, it is February 18th at, it's a little before 9 o'clock. Um, long weekend for me, so I thought I would throw out my outfielders here. I know I'm a little behind on that, so I just want to get those out for you today. Um, you can find me personally at Spitting Seeds BB on X or other social media places. Um, you could find Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports at Out of Rhythm Fant on uh, other on X and other spots as well. Uh, you are free to ask for the Discord link. I believe I have mine posted in my bio on X, and I'm not sure if Jamie has a post for Out of Rhythm, but if you reach out uh, via DM or just a message, I can I'd be happy to share that link so you can get it up in the Discord and uh, get some um, on up on the minute I guess information. As if you want it, you could send a message out there and we'll talk uh, whenever you whenever you want. I guess oh, unless I'm sleeping, I won't be talking. But um, so today we we're gonna get into the outfielders. Um, it is, I I know some shows go super deep. I'm going to keep the same format where I'm just going to kind of highlight a few. We'll talk about a bunch. Um, outfield is, I, I, I'm not going to lead you into one over the other necessarily today because your format really matters. If you have three outfielders, four outfielders, five outfielders, uh, so on and so forth, how many utility, you know, um, positions you got so there's baseball so tough i it's so hard when people ask who would you draft in the third round uh, a lot of people um it really depends on who you drafted in the first and the second and what you have the vision for the rest of your team looking like uh it depends on the league uh, not only settings but the rest of your league so know your opponents type of thing uh kind of know the room and who they're going to draft. Um, you know, I think about my long time keeper league, we got a draft. It'll be, you know, in a, I think a month from now. And, you know, there's, there's players that I'll, I'll risk um, getting, getting sniped on because I have a pretty good feel for how, how different people draft. And, um, that's something that you get to learn as you play more and more. Um, some of these uh, leagues, you don't really know the players, so it makes it more difficult. But um, so I won't be guiding you on necessarily who to take and what round, I guess. I, I, I'll give you some suggestions, but again, it really depends on your um, your build, how it's going so far. Um, I do know that in the first round there will likely be anywhere from you know five six for sure in a 12 team you could have eight outfielders go in the first round potentially uh outfield eligible i should say and that's uh, outfields where you're if you don't get one of the the, the top outfielders you're going to struggle um but it's not it's not to say that you're you're you have to take you know a 
Fernando Tatis uh, in the first round. You don't have to. You can. You can as long as you have a plan after that. If you took it, you know, instead of taking Fernando Tatis and you took Freddie Freeman, you know, Freddie Freeman's an excellent asset at first base. It locks that in. Um, but know then that you need to put a move your priority up on outfielders after that. Um, as opposed to taking a Julio or a Kyle Tucker in the first round, you can kind of let outfield slip a little bit, in my opinion. Um, five outfielder league, though, you need to kind of take that into consideration that if you don't have um, a few decent outfielders, it will dry up in a hurry and you'll just be left with some meh outfielders. So, um, Let's talk about ADP. Uh, the number one overall pick. I mean, someone may have gotten cute and taken someone else. Uh, the uh, tinfoil hat wearing, uh, he might get injured type pick and took, you know, Julio or Corbin or Kyle Tucker or something of that, or maybe a pitcher. But uh, Ronald Acuna is the number one overall pick unanimously on every site i believe and um everything i've done i've been tracking different mocks and other things uh, industry ones personal ones i have yet to come across ronald acuna not being the first overall pick so ronald acuna uh, julio rodriguez mookie Betts, corbin carroll kyle tucker are your top five um there could be a little bit of room for discussion there already. Uh, I know if I look at my uh, projections, and again, uh, we'll go back to my projections right now are not fine-tuned, I guess, by games or plate appearances at the moment. Um, I start with everybody's the same. So potential-wise, I would have Kyle Tucker third, and I think that's very realistic uh, to be the third overall outfielder. And that would be, you know, his full season um, comparatively to everybody being the same. Um, that, that is not out of the, that is not out of the question. So uh, again, your top five was Acuna, Rodriguez, Betts, Carroll, and Tucker followed by Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, and then Jordan Alvarez. And at 10 is Luis Robert or Robert or however you want to say it. Um, Fernando Tatis this year will lose his shortstop eligibility. So um, at last year, I, I don't know if, you know, I, I still have him as fifth in mine in my projections. So, it's all there. His tools are there. His speed is there. So, um, and, and he's, you know, last year he, 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 he put up some fairly decent, uh, numbers. So, I mean, it's all there. He should, he should be able to perform, um, and return that, uh, that fifth outfielder type, uh, value. So I have no qualms with him being there at six. You could take him. At five, uh, that's a this is a personal preference at this point. Again, there's so many of these outfielders. Think about, you know, like uh, Acuna, one overall ADP. All right, 
Uh, Julio Rodriguez, just under three. Mookie Betts, 4.5 on average. Uh, Corbin Carroll, 4.75. You know, these are all, that's top five picks right there. Um, four of them. So um, you got Juan Soto after Tatis uh, moving to New York. I'm surprised that hasn't crept up a little bit more yet. Um, but, you know, I think people, you got Juan, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge going pretty much back-to-back in drafts, 7-8, um, average ADP of 10.29 and 10.79. So, like, you're going to flip a coin there. I personally would take Soto over Judge. Um, just think, and if I can look here, eh, I mean, that's just the build-wise for me. I think Soto uh, going to New York gives you that, you know, a little more state stability there. Uh, handful of stolen bases. You know, I guess Aaron Judge could have that same handful, but Aaron Judge could have, you know, 50. He could have 50 home runs. Um, that's not out of the question. Uh, my projections have him quite high in the 40s. So it, that lineup's amazing. Both of those guys, I don't know if you can go wrong, but... And then again, Juan Soto, there's a chance that going to New York, uh, he might slip a little bit. That's a big stage. Um, it's a different animal being in New York. We've seen we've seen players struggle with that move. So maybe maybe I would take Aaron Judge, I guess. Uh, personally, I don't I shy away from those Yankees players and you know, I've been beat by Aaron Judge, so maybe it's not sound logic, but um it is what it is. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, again, just like the guy's a machine. He's down there in Houston. That lineup's amazing as well. He's not going to give you any stolen bases. He's one of the, in this top nine outfielders here, you know, he gives you probably zero stolen bases. Um, so you need to prepare for that. But you're, you know, you're getting him in a 15-teamer. Uh, he's probably going... I've taken him multiple times on the wheel there and some uh, mock drafts that I've done. It just gives you that, you know, if you're in a batting average, he gives you that batting average, home runs. He gives you four solid tools. So it's a great wheel pick to pair with somebody um, on a, in a 15-team. And then... Robert, um, Robert, you know, his numbers are there and we just need to keep him on the field. The team, I don't, I don't know. So you have like Jordan Alvarez going at the ninth as the ninth outfielder at pick, you know, 16, we'll say. And then you have Robert going pick 31 as the 10th outfielder so there's gonna be a little reprieve there you're gonna see a bunch of pitching go off and some of those other position players you know your uh devers and your uh semian will go in there and then you'll they'll circle back and start grabbing a, a couple of uh outfielders so like if you do it by tiers you know it would be 
Acuna through Tatis and then Soto through Alvarez. So there's a three a smaller three tier there. And then we have a, a bunch of other tiers that happen after that. So that's your top 10. Uh, Michael Harris, Adolis Garcia, uh, Randy Rosarena, Nolan Jones, Cody Ballinger through 15, followed by Mike Trout, Jazz Chisholm, uh, Josh Lowell, Christian Yellick, and then Kyle Schwarber as the 20th overall outfielder. Um, so now let's get a little bit into here. Let's let's dig in a little bit as to you know who I'm looking at. Uh, reaching a little bit for who I'm looking at, probably passing on. I'll give you a little reasoning. Um, outfielder is really tough with um, there's so many of them. So it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to spend two hours on a Sunday night doing this, but if I gotta, I will. So we'll just we'll start digging in. And I know you guys have heard multiple. I'm sure you listen to multiple podcasts, and um, I don't want to bore you. But let's dig. Let's dig in here. I got to get this off the screen. So let me move this here. So looking at outfielders to reach for and, and bear with me here if you're on youtube watching this on youtube you see the you see the graphics and you're going to get to some of the names and you're you're going to question them but well i'll give you a little bit of a insight and a reasoning just like i have in the other episodes uh first off would be nolan jones um going currently the 14th uh, outfielder with a about Pick 52 average draft position. Uh, I have him as my ninth ranked uh, outfielder. And I know we got a small sample size, but we saw him take a huge leap moving from Cleveland to Colorado. And, well, he's still in Colorado, so he'll still have half of his games there, which is a huge benefit to him to have that monster outfield. Um Last year, he played 106 games and brought back 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. So a 2020 guy um, and just under a 300 batting average with a 389 OBP. Uh, very, very solid numbers for the young man. Um, we're going to, you know, realistically, he has, he should have no issues. You know, I don't, I don't know about the stolen base side of it. But I, I'm sure, I'm confident, you know, 30 home runs is not out of the question um, if he has a full slate of games. And he should. Um, they got him batting. Uh, Ross Resource has him so far listed as the the three batting in the third position. So in the three hole. So that's a perfect spot. Uh, rack up some RBIs. That's where the stolen bases. I, I can't confidently say he's going to be a 30-30 guy or a 35-30 guy. Just you know, batting, batting third, uh, you'll have potentially runners in front of you. Um, uh, let's see who's, let's see who's batting. Uh, let's see who they got listed as cleanup there. I don't even know offhand. Um, oh, Chris Bryant. So maybe, you know, maybe they just keep him. I don't know. Maybe they move him over if he's the only one on to see if Chris. Bryant can uh, knock him around. That is if Chris Bryant can stay on the field himself. So um, 
Interesting lineup, interesting team. I think Nolan Jones has a bright future ahead of him. Uh, I've had many, many offers in dynasty leagues for him that I have not, I will not move on him. And I have not seen an offer yet that has even, uh, has even had me research further. So I've just, they've all been instant no's. So I think it's going to take a lot for me to get off of Jones and um, hopefully he could be a top 10 outfielder. He has all the, he has all the tools there, especially the ballpark. So um, love to see that. So Nolan Jones is a guy that um, at 52 now, you know, I'll take him ahead of, you know, maybe Adolis Garcia, I give it, I give it a shot. So about pick forty, if you wanted him bad enough, I think that's where I think that's actually where you might have to take him in some leagues. In a five outfielder league, um, you know, I, I want him there ahead of ahead of fifty two, pick fifty two to make sure that um, I have him because I I really like him. Um, in a twelve team league, yeah, I think. Similar, you know, if it's a smaller outfield requirements that you can kind of, you'll have to still take him a a little bit ahead of where he is at uh, with all the buzz he's getting. So Nolan Jones, I would take, you know, around, like I said, the pick, you know, 40, 41, 42 area. If that's where your numbers end up, I think you're safe, safe to grab him there if he's around. Uh, Next up. Uh, we're going to talk about George Springer. Uh, so this one, you know, he was, um, he was all the buzz. Uh, Justin Mason, uh, noted, notably would drink his bathwater, um, you know, back 2016, 17, 18, 18, he kind of had a down year, 19, he bounced back 19. He almost hit 40 home runs. He had 39 home runs. So it's all there. Uh, COVID year, and then 2021, he ran into some injury issues, uh, only played 78 games last year. I'm sorry, in 2022, 133 games. But last year, he back up. He was back up to 154 games. Um, we do see a power uh, lagging a little bit behind, so only 21 home runs last year, but he did get that 20 stolen base uh, mark. I think he can achieve that again. We, you know, if if you're looking at the numbers, power came down a little bit, but that's okay. From 25 to 21, I think I think he's still right around there, right? I think he can give you 25 solid home runs, and we saw the speed come back up. So I feel that uh, he's you know 33 last year, so this would be age 34. I still think he's good for another 20 stolen bases this year. Uh, decent batting average. Um, career 354 OBP, so that's not terrible. And um, let's see here what where roster resource has him slated in at uh batting leadoff. So stolen base opportunities will be there for him. Um, line up behind him, just a bunch of big mashers. So, uh, who do they got behind him? Is Toronto Blue Jays, um, who just signed, who just signed um, Dan Vogelbach on top of it. So you got Springer followed by Bichette, 
then Vlad Turner. Um, you know, you're going to dump in some Vogelbach. You got the Jansen Kirk connection. So a bunch of mashers there. So you can, you can bet that they're going to want George Springer on second base as much as they can get in there. So I think, like I say, his stolen bases, I feel he could probably still get you 20 bags this year, even at 34 years old. Um, and again, I wouldn't doubt if he was around that 20, 22 to 25 home run mark either. So I, I just, I just think he's a value there. He's currently outfielder number 28. I would take him right around that, you know, 100, about that 100 point, you know, 114, maybe, you know, so around a solid round ahead of where he's going now. He's going at 114. So if you're playing 12 or uh, 15, you'll have to do the math. But, um, you know, right around pick 100, I'm considering there um, George Springer. Did trade for him personally in a uh, dynasty league this year, actually, in a contract league. So wanted him on my team. I uh, just, I just don't, I think there's more for him to offer, and especially batting lead off. That just gives you more of those plate appearances um, that you need. So, you know, like take him ahead of Nick Castellanos. Um, so Castellanos, maybe a little better batting average, but he's going to get half as many stolen bases. Um, probably give you a couple more RBI, but same amount of home runs and less runs. So like, I, I just think, I just think you take him with the chance of, you know, with the chance of 20, um, or more stolen bases and 20 home runs. So where Castellanos is only going to give you the, um, 20 home runs. So that's kind of where I'd take him right around 100, as opposed to where he's currently going 114. Um, now Cedric Mullins, Cedric Mullins, he's been, he was a disappointment, wasn't he? Um, let me look at him here quick. You know, that last couple of years, 2021, he had that 30 home run, 30 stolen base season. And I I acquired him and have been sorely uh, mistaken by that <laughs> all this time. So why do I have him on here then is the question. <clears throat> Currently, he's going around pick. 138 as a 33rd outfielder. Um, listen, it's just that lineup's going to be so good. It's going to give uh, other people the opportunities, and I'm hoping Cedric Mullins is one of them. That's that's kind of my reach on this. They have a, a roster resource has him at six, which is not great, but that could keep you know that could pump up his RBI a little bit. Um, and potentially, if the lineup turns over in front of him, allow him to steal some bases there. So, um, I just think he needs to stay healthy. And I don't know what happened in 2022, but here's the thing. In 2022, he had a terrible year. 
And again, I, I was a victim of that, uh, all that love from 2021. But so in 40 less games in 2023, he put up similar stats, similar power stats, I should say. And then uh, he did, but he did have, it was 15 less stolen bases, but the power, the power is coming back. So I think that I believe, um, and the batting average went down. So if he could fix his batting average, it gets him on base more, which gets him more stolen base opportunities. And, um, also would increase, you know, obviously the more you hit the ball, the more chances you have and put one over the fence. So, um, that is my expert, expert analysis there. But, um, I think you're, you're going to see him bounce back. I think he'll be in the twenties, you know, 20, what do I have him at here? I have him at, Oh, Cedric. I have him, uh, I have him at 18 home runs. Uh, so 72 runs, 18 home runs, 70 RBI and 26 stolen bases. Um, stolen bases on a full season. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. So I, I think this is pretty fair. 2025 type guy. Uh, and then at, you know, he's going 33rd right now at 138 ADP. My 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 projections would put him as the twenty, you know, potentially the twenty second overall, which is again that Nick Castellanos. <laughs> so maybe you're going to take uh, George Springer, and then uh, the next round you could take Cedric Mullins. How's that sound? That would be pick one fifteen. Uh, you could probably let him fall around. 115, 120, 125, even at 125, you're taking him just one round early. But he's a guy that I'm uh, hoping on to bounce back. In something like the TGFBI, you know, Jackson Churio is going right in front of him at 32. If you like to gamble, you take the Churio. Wyatt Langford's going right behind him. That's another one that, you know, that's just as much risk either way. So um, we haven't seen either of those guys in the big leagues. We know that Cedric Mullins had it somewhere in his pocket. So I will always lean probably I more often than that. I would lean Mullins over Churio or Langford. Um, I just like to have my, my, you know, nor my floor is rather than uh, hopefully hoping for that. Um, diamond in the rough. So, um, last but not least, Tyler O'Neill. Um, I was also going to talk about Sterling Marte. Sterling Marte, I'm sorry, nuts. And, um, so we'll talk about them both. I guess Tyler O'Neill is the guy I have highlighted. So we'll talk about him first. Another guy that just injuries, 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 injuries. Um, one thing that could help Tyler O'Neill this year <clears throat> is the fact that um, he plays left field for the Boston Red Sox. He also could DH. 
Um, they have, um, they have, um, uh, um, oh yeah. Masataka, uh, Yoshida also who could play, who he played left field last year. <laughs> so between the two of them, they could do some, I guess, DH platooning. Um, uh, one thing that throws that off a little bit though, is Bobby Dahlbeck's also there who I know they'll probably DH him enough as well, but if we can keep Tyler O'Neill on the field um, or I guess off the field and in the batter's box, I do believe he easily has easy 25 home run potential. Uh, I have him ranked as 35 uh, projection wise, 72 runs, 23 home runs, 66 RBI, 15 stolen bases. I scoff at that a little bit. Again, he's batting out of the sixth hole, uh, according to roster resource. If he's injury prone, maybe Boston pulls the reins back a little bit on his running. Um, but going as late as he is at pick 224 overall, the 53rd outfielder, if you can nab 25 home runs there, which he could very easily, as I said, if he stayed healthy, like the way my projections work, it's taking, you know, it's looking at his last couple seasons where he wasn't healthy all season. So, I mean, it, that's the way it has to be because those are true numbers and that's what actually happened. Um, and I can't, I can't, I know Tyler O'Neill will not play 162 games healthy. If even if he's healthy through the season, they're going to manage it. As I just show uh, stated with Yoshida and Dahlback being able to swap in and out at that DH there'll, there will be days off um, for Tyler O'Neill. But um, I, I, I'm a, I have a firm belief that if, if they're able to manage him, keep him on the field, that 25 home runs is, not out of the question. That's very easy and a very nice pull uh, that late in the game. And his batting average won't kill you if you're in a batting average league. So that's another huge benefit for Tyler. Um, similar situation um, in New York, uh, the Mets with Starling Marte, just a guy that I'm going to pull him up. I didn't have him pulled up. So, um, just another guy that was not healthy. Um, here's reports. You know, they, he thinks he could play 170 games this year. So best shape of my life type guy right now, which is great. He'll be 35 this year. We the problem is we haven't seen <laughs> we haven't seen a full slate of games from him. I'll say. 2018, he had 145 games. That's the last time he was close to a full season. So uh, I have him highlighted. When he's in the game and playing, he has like top 20 outfield tools. So that's why I have him highlighted. Um, I just don't know if he'll be healthy enough. I, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Tyler O'Neill before Starling Marte, but it's another guy at that later round in that 200s uh, in your five outfielder league that it, 
now you could start taking deeper risks like that. And um, if he's able to give you a hundred and 125 games, you know, we're going to get you, he's going to get you 15 easy home runs and um, 20 easy stolen bases. So it's just a hope and a prayer at that point. It's deep enough that you can take those chances. And if it doesn't work out, you're not out anything. So not, not a, not a big risk there um, with Starling Marte. So those are the ones I would reach a little bit for. Let me see if there's anybody else here that jumps off my page. Um, Chisholm, another guy who's been injured. Uh, I would take him, you know, he's another like, he's at 62 right now. You know, if you took him at uh, mid-50s, you're all right. So that's only seven. So maybe, maybe it's not as big, but... I'm going to take him ahead of one of the guys we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Josh Lowe, another one who I would take probably ahead of Chisholm, and he's going behind him. So Lowe's going at 71. So if you want to take Josh Lowe in the low 50s, I would support that. Uh, just a guy that 18 home runs, you know, 20, 25 stolen base type guy. It's perfect. That's awesome. Uh, anybody else? I'm just going to scroll through here quick. Springer, we talked about Evan Carter. Um, I tread lightly on that, but if you got him at pick 122, he has all the tools to be a top 10 outfielder, but, or at least what he's showing us so far, I guess I shouldn't say that. What he's showing us so far, he could, he could place in the top 10. And that was a pretty luscious end of the season so I, i'm hesitant on that i will adjust his uh numbers will be adjusted as i get deeper into this but when everybody's the same based on what i saw so far you know he could he could have the tools so i have him highlighted here just because of his huge jump but i i think i'm not gonna i, I won't have any evan carter this year um, let's see. Let's just keep looking. TJ uh, Friedel, he's the guy that you could take up a little bit, uh, but that's going to be monitoring that outfield. Uh, he might not have the playing time. And uh, let's see here. Uh, James Altman, another guy that showed us so much uh, promise, um, but Again, another outfield that you need to monitor. Christopher Morrell is listed as outfielder on NFBC. Uh, he'll be playing third, so that could be a sneaky get him um, late. He's going at pick 202, which will probably creep up since he's been in the news a little bit. Um, but if you wanted to take him, you know, three rounds up, that's, I think, He's going to get the playing time this year. So uh, if he can just get some more bats on the ball, he's a guy that he could really pay off uh, some dividends this year. So those that's a good handful. Uh, I think we'll switch over now to kind of some of my avoids here. 
uh, slide. So if you're watching on YouTube, slides just you know are they're posted there. You could you could follow along. Otherwise, we'll just keep rocking and rolling here. So uh, Mike Trout, I know a lot of people are talking about it, and I just want to hit home again. We have saw what we've seen with Mike Trout is just a he's fallen off a cliff as far as uh, speed goes. We're not going to see you know that 2012 49 30 49 season anymore. Um, we saw 40 home runs in 2022. Uh, he had 129, or I'm sorry, 119 games in 2022. Last year, he had 82 games and only provided us with 18 home runs. He was a big disappointment last year. Uh, he's been a disappointment for the last few years, mainly with injuries and just nagging stuff. Uh, the changes in, you know, in changes in Los Angeles there with the team. I just, I'm going to avoid it. I just opportunities for the RBI are going to be down for the runs are going to be down. He's not running uh, last four years, 2020 shortened season, but one stolen base, two stolen bases in 21, one in 22, two last year. He's not going to get more than two stolen bases um, unless he really wants to, but I'm just not going to put my stock in that. Uh, currently going as the 16th outfielder at pick 56. I'm going to let him drop. I'll let him drop to 100. I won't. I just can't. I can't do it. That's too much risk for me. So uh, I'm out on Trout. And I'm also apparently a very good rhymer. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is my next one. Um, traded for him in a contract league. Not going to lie. Uh, just going to get drunk on his 40 home runs that he's probably going to hit. Um, but he's just, he's going to, he's going to kill my batting average in that league. And it is what it is. Um, I need the home runs. I made the move. I got the home runs, right? So, uh, last year, 197 batting average. My, I have him. So currently he's going as a 20th, uh, outfielder. I pick 77. So at pick 77, let's just say this though. This is where it's hard. I won't take Trout because I can't avoid, I can't handle uh, him not being on the field. Schwarber played the last two seasons in full. So 155, 160. Beautiful. He's going to pick 77. My projection would have him just way down at 52. Again, these numbers will be adjusted as I go through a little more. Uh, this is this is based off. This is a formula. You know, for me, I like to have. Um, it's a formula that would measure all of the uh, categories in which you're playing with, and he's going to sink you in batting average, and he's going to, you know, sink you in stolen bases. Another guy, no, you know, ten stolen bases in 2022. That's an anomaly. And last year he proved it because he had zero. Um, we're, we're just, he kills two full categories. Now, the other categories that he helps you in, he helps you in tremendously. And power is great, especially if you're doing roto. Uh, a home run gives you 
three gives you a tick mark in three categories. Well, four really, because your batting average would be one for one. But um, home runs are they're 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 the they're the category that you should never punt, right? You should never go fully away. Uh, so back to Schwarber's 7780p, he is going to pair very well with um, you know, if if you were drafting, if you drafted pitcher heavy, um, and you're gonna punt batting average, that's Kyle Schwarber all day. Like you would maybe you're going to reach for him at 77. Um, but if you're looking at other guys, you know, you took a Josh Lowell, you took, you know, some, you started with your, you know, your middle infield positions or you just ending up with people that don't have the power and you need the, you know, now you, you could pair um, Kyle Schwarber with that. Now don't get cute and say I'm I'm gonna get a you know was a Luis Arias now so you can give me a 350. Don't don't get that cute um, and try and take him later. But you know Kyle Schwarber is a power only need. If you have a team that needs the power, that that's your guy. But remember he is going to nerf. He's going to kill your batting average. Um, and not not give you any stolen bases. So I'm out on Schwarber in your redraft. I just I don't build that way. Um, so that's my only caveat is if you do or if you need to because of the way the draft is going, say you just couldn't pass up on the pitching. Uh, if you took Schwarber there, punt the rest of your batting average because that's how it's going to look. All right, so. Next up, I have uh, Jaron Duran. Um, I'm hoping I'm wrong with him. Uh, I just don't know that the power if the power is going to be there. Now he is he is he is going to bat lead off. So I think, I think my projections might have skewed him a little wrong. Um, my projections, he's currently going at 41. I just, he's not going to have any power. He's going to have more runs in my projections. I've given him. Um, and I don't know. I don't just don't know about the RBI. I think the RBI will still remain low, but I have him at 27 stolen bases. I think that might be a little high as well, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, now now that we're in, we're into this, I think at 41 overall, I think it's just still a touch high. I my projections have him at 60, but he's getting a lot of buzz right now, and I. I, I I fear that he's going to get pushed up in the mid 30s, and then you're going to only get that return back. Now, yeah, much like Kyle Schwarber, if you've neglected stolen bases through your draft, similar circumstances could be that you took um, pitching and you got a Kyle Schwarber, and you need stolen bases. This is probably where you can get them. So, 
if if you're drafting for stolen bases only, that 40s to 45 for Duran is fine. Um, if you don't need stolen bases at this point, which I'm hoping you don't, just let them slide. Just let them slide. Um, you should be able to find some other value there. Maybe maybe that's where you take James Altman. Because, um, you know, Altman, Altman's still going to potentially give you 10 plus stolen bases. So like, you know, with, the, with this power potential, like maybe, maybe that's where, but um, that's for you to decide. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you who to draft, but I am going to tell you not to draft uh, Dalton Varsho. Uh, another, another guy that this year will lose his catcher eligibility um, has really pushed kept his ADP high. I just want to believe that he's still riding on that hope and potential maybe that he's going to have um, that catcher eligibility. Right. We saw him go from 27 home runs in 2022. He dropped down to 20 home runs now in 2023 um, and still gave us that uh, 16 stolen bases. So it's not terrible. 20, you know, the 2015, but his batting average just keeps going down and down and down and down and down. And his OBP following suit and his slugging following suit and his OPS following. So Dalton Varsho is not getting better year after year and um, does not provide you with catching anymore. I'm out on Dalton Varshow 100%. I will not have him on a team. Uh, he's currently going at 208. I My projections would have him at uh, 64th outfielder overall. So Marte, O'Neill, all going higher. Kerry Carpenter, Lourdes Gurriel, you know, all going higher. So, um. And another one that actually I'm going to pull him up right now. That's just in the news right uh, just the other day. And actually, I forgot to put that on the uh, ticker. Jung Ho. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jung Ho Lee uh, of the. Now he's now on the, the Giants, and uh, it sounds like the Giants are going to bat him leadoff. So I think you're going to see he's currently at 247. I think you're going to see him creep up as well. That could be a great points league um, ad for sure. And somebody that I'm really interested in, and I'll probably have him over Dalton Varshall. So I don't have a projection for him, but um, someday I will. So... That is, that's kind of that. Uh, guys, other guys that I'm going to kind of um, pass on here. Let's see. I'll go through a little bit and see who's really jumping out here. Jordan Walker, that's kind of, he had such a rough year last year. I actually think that that'll get adjusted for me. Just going to say it now because it's on here and it's the way it is. I have him at 41. He's going as a 23rd overall around pick 100. I'd probably keep him at pick 100 and, and hope that um, 
he can return what he was supposed to last year. He shorted me last year, so I'd probably go back to the well one more time. Have Lane Thomas falling behind his um, current position. Spencer Steer. These are just slight drops. Anthony Santander. Yeah, another guy. I have him falling quite a ways. 12, 12 outfielders further. That's almost 40 picks uh, ADP-wise. So Santander. Where do I got him? I have him projected at 73 runs, 27 home runs, 82 RBI, but only three stolen bases. So, and a 249 batting average. Maybe that's a bit harsh at 43 as well, but I probably would try, I would try Cedric Mullins over him unless I needed 27 for sure home runs. Um, Others, Riley Green, also I have him, and I think it's just that injury really pushes his projections down, so I'll have to modify that. I might actually take him. I'll definitely take him at 39th uh, overall outfielder, around 164. That's a guy I would, I'd be willing to take a shot at. So, And not really seeing anybody else that's of super Jared Kalanick, another one that's, if Atlanta could fix him, he's he's somebody I won't draft and hope he's on a waiver wire if he gets hot, but I'm just kind of out on Kellenic too. So that that's gonna wrap this up for now. Um outfielder's so deep though, and there are I shouldn't say it's deep. There's so many outfielders. Um, but you kind of want to make sure if you got a five outfielder league that you got three really, you know, high end, higher end outfielders because after after pick fifty, we're starting to really get some scrappy names. You know, look at your MJ Melendez is another catcher that or was a catcher last year who I fell for and drafted in TGFBI and oh gosh you know, that's who you're going to end up with as your fifth outfielder type of stuff. So, and even beyond, because in a TGFBI format, um, five outfielders, so many of these guys that are going to be on a team that, ooh, they're just, it's it's not, not looking good. Not looking good below 50. So get, get a couple, get a couple good ones right away so that you got them locked in. Um, that's my advice. So I'm going to wrap this up. We went 51 minutes here. Um, I appreciate everybody who took the time to listen or watched on YouTube. Um, just I'm going to keep getting out what I can when I can. Uh, really starting to crank up. We have baseball practices for my youth kids uh, all the time here. Our baseball season's around the corner, so I'll be getting busy with that. And of course, there's always, I actually have to work too. So that's terrible, but um, maybe someday I won't have to. <laughs> but for now, uh, I'll just keep on giving you what I can when I can. I'd like to throw something together for pitching yet. Uh, just don't really have time for to work on any of my projections for that. Maybe I can bust it out a couple nights here, but uh, I don't want to shortchange it either. So I'll just keep working on that as I can. But I'll get you something for pitching yet, and 
I don't know. I might try to see if I can get Jamie and Eli on or someone else on to talk or do a mock or something. Let me know what you want to hear. You can, you know, reach out on X or uh, you can put it in the Discord. You can email me at spittingseedsbb at gmail.com. Uh, reach out on X, like I said, at spittingseedsbb or contact Jamie and Eli uh, at OuterRhythmFant. Otherwise, find us in the Discords. You know where I am. Donovan, Spitting Seeds, Curly Z28 uh, is my um, handle for all of my fantasy uh, leagues. So you'll find me. I'm out there. I'm out there everywhere. So I really appreciate you listening. Um, give me, you know, give me any feedback you got. Like, subscribe, all that fun jazz. We'd really appreciate that as well as we're, we're trying to grow, uh, grow our listeners and keep this thing moving forward. So I appreciate everybody. Have a great time. Pitchers and catchers are there. Let's keep them, let's, you know, let's hope everybody stays healthy and there's nothing major this week uh, or the next couple of weeks leading into the season. And uh, baseball's right around the corner, everybody. Let's get ready. Uh, drafts are firing up. Let's get going and let's win our leagues. Let me know if you need help with that. For that, I'm Donovan, and this has been Out of Rhythm Fantasy Sports Spitting Seeds Edition. Thank you. Ah!